<laughs> oh man, I'm I'm already emotional in life, and then the fact that this is like our second to last episode. Okay, I'm recording, so whenever. I got distracted by the emotions, but I'm recording now. Okay, cool. Well, we'll just continue to be distracted by the emotion <laughs> as we talk about institutional memory. Hey, guys. Uh, welcome to Winging It, the West Wing podcast. My name is Dre. No, I don't go by Dre here. It's Andrea. Wow. I was like, man, it's second crisis. to last episode. We're going to change it up. Change it up just uh, so you can check out my YouTube channel, Dance with Dre. No, take two. Hey guys, welcome to Winging It, the West Wing Podcast. My name's Andrea. And I'm Sally. So Sally's just Sally either way. Yeah. So she's a safe bet. Yeah. Me, Sometimes not people so call me Sal, but it does not fly well. So You don't like do you not like it when people call it's, you Sal? It's so weird because it's such a situational thing. Like you like I don't dislike it, but it's the way people do it, and I don't know. It's like some people can pull it off in just the right moment and just the right context, but, like, not everyone can. So it's weird. So if, so if you run into Sally in the airport, don't be like, hey, Sal. Yeah. Because then she'll no. be like, no, right. that didn't work. No, don't do that. <laughs> Let's not do you that. You can call me Sal. <gasps> okay. Well, we're here today, our second to last episode. We're already emotional. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about season seven, episode 21, institutional memory. We have all the feels. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. Yeah. For as exhausted that phrase is, it applies. Um, let us do a little bit of singing because it is your favorite part of the, the episode. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and then we will commence the chit chat. <clears throat> okay. Okay. I'm just gonna have to wander oh, wow. around singing that to myself. Fine. I'm gonna find you on the streets of New York City sometime, yeah. just kind of singing it and <laughs> not sure. Wandering aimlessly, humming the West Wing theme song. Does somebody want to talk about the West Wing <laughs> with me? <laughs> oh man, what are you therapy specifically? For I know. This? Oh my gosh, what if I ran into Lin Manuel Miranda on the streets? I that would be insane. What a, man, that's <laughs> gonna be tough. You know what that Rob Lowe's doing? He's touring now. He's touring um, his stories. I only tell my friends. I did book. see that. Yes, I feel like he was not coming anywhere I, near me. Yes, there. I checked, and there was nothing in New York. But if there were, if there were to be one in New York, I would reach out to see if he would like to chat. So yeah. we'll keep you posted. We also we will have a way for you guys to sign up for our email list in case we do something cool, new, or exciting yeah. after we're done with this podcast because. If you subscribe and then you don't listen to it for a while because you've listened to all the episodes and you may not necessarily get the update. So next week, we will have a way for you to sign up <laughs> to stay in touch because we would love to keep you posted. If we do something cool and creative or if we get some new interviews after the fact, we will yeah. keep you in the loop. I'm all not, right. I'm not going to do anything on. cool after this. But Well, I mean, options. you never know. You could do <laughs> you something do. cool. You never know. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I mean, it's not like a de-, de facto that I'm doing something cool. <laughs> There's just a possibility. Okay. There's so let's talk about institutional memory. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, okay. <laughs> TikTok. 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 Um, CJ. CJ has to decide. Yeah. <laughs> it's, CJ has, it's the CJ show, and we're not mad about it. No. Yeah, there was, again, no Josh. Is this the longest span that we've gone completely without Josh? I think it's true. If it, if it isn't, answer. it's it's the most noticeable one just because he's been so present in the last two seasons that, like, now to have such a lack of him, oh. Well, but it's not even, like, a lack as Mm-mm. much as it is, like, a total lack. Yeah. Because even if he were, if he, previously he would be in a little bit of the episode, I mean, it's been two straight episodes we've had yeah. him, Josh. It's fine. CJ, I'm there for it. So well, CJ needs to decide... I- I'm there for it too. What? Yeah, sorry. We'll TikTok. We'll get into it. But yeah, CJ needs to decide what she's doing next. Yes, that's yeah. what happens. Yeah. And in many areas, there's some stuff with there's stuff with Danny that happens. We'll go into Ooh. all of that. Yeah. Uh, there's stuff with Toby. Does he or does he not want a presidential pardon? Mm. And um, Will and Kate yes. have a little bit of a development in their personal. And professional lives, yeah, or at least their plans for the future. So that is what happens in this episode, accompanied by us feeling very emotional. <laughs> is it yes. not like such a good episode? It's a great episode. It's great. Oh. I loved it. I it, yeah. Me, I mean, me too. I don't even know where to begin with the things that I loved. I thought it felt there were several things about it that felt very original West Wing to me. Um maybe yes, it's, maybe it's just too. that it's great to have, you know, some of our people back in the limelight because the last episode and the last while has been so Matt Santos focused. Um that to have a CJ centered episode was just it felt like being at home, you know, being in the chief of staff's it, office so much and in the White House. Yeah, I mean that's a good point. I felt like it it harkened back to OG West Wing earlier in the episode not just because it was focusing on cj but because of the cadence of it the way that they were writing like for example when frank hollis is in the roosevelt room and yes. you know they say hey there's a guy who looks like frank hollis and yes oh, frank hollis are you sure yes, it's him? Frank- the yeah. way that they write it they they write it like it's a, a like a comedy yes like a comedy play Agreed. you know they've got the the rule of threes and just the the rhythm of it felt like a comedy and then Agreed. we still have the pathos and the heart and the humanity right. of these characters trying to make decisions that are very personal to them and and characters that we care about so much. So we've got both sides of the coin. We've got the the perfect recipe of the cookie. And yes, I I think that is why I love this episode, aside from the fact that Alice and Janie is flawless. <laughs> yes, she's flawless. Like, let's just take a moment to have an Alice and Janie appreciation. moment because she's perfect in this episode i mean so much we'll get into the individual moments but there are so many moments of connection with toby and with danny and just shots of just her reacting to her decisions and her thoughts and all of these things and then but at the same time delivering punchlines and and being you know um She's What's she's so word? dexterous. Yeah, she can just pivot. I mean, it's she. Oh, she's just perfect. I just can't. With I can't. The whole episode, I was just like, she, I just love you. <laughs> yeah, she's got so many colors on her palette. Yeah. You know that she yeah. just really she's living a fully human character on right. that screen. Right. So it's never. 
you know, you get the humor, you get the fear, you get the anger. It's like she had so many different emotions that she felt in this episode. Right. And so just to see that, there was so much variety. Oh, yeah. who wrote this one? Do you Deborah remember? Deborah Kahn. Oh, uh, yep. man, we really need to find her. <laughs> yeah. Deborah Kahn, if you're out there, yeah. <laughs> we really want to speak to you. Okay. So, I, yeah, I agree. It was a perfect. She's so nuanced. And to carry an episode so well and make it seem so effortless was just... Uh, it's it's hard to pick an MVP on this one for me. I mean, I know we don't ever talk about that up at the top of the episode and sometimes not at all, but there were so many great performances in this episode that felt like I really don't know how I would, I would split it, but let's, I guess let's just start at the top of the episode. It's hard to decide where Um, to start. So that's a good place. (laughs) Yeah. Start at the very beginning. So... CJ and Danny still shacking up. Yeah. It's uh, it's 6.45 in the morning, and it's not a good time to figure out how to define the relationship. That's just yeah. free life advice right now from right. West Wing. Yeah. That's great. Great. Great point. Great takeaway. What's interesting to me about this, well, not interesting. This is such a tiny, tiny thing. But later in the episode, there's secret service with her all the time. And in this moment, there's not. And I thought that was strange. But that's just me being, I don't know. Huh. Like, why... Well, was it be well? They were inside the apartment in the morning, right? Like maybe they're outside of her door. Maybe they're outside. Or outside the of waiting his on. Door. Yeah, I guess that yeah. makes sense. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they wouldn't okay. really be inside. Okay. You're right. You're right. You're right. That's, okay. That's how I explain. Okay, it. great. Explain. But I do. Done. <laughs> I do love it because at the end with the Secret Service, we get that really nice moment after they've kind of been fighting about how much they factor each other into their lives. And then she shows up at Danny's door and then we have the secret service doing their sweep. And so we get this whole really uh, full moment without speaking Yes, where they're just looking at each other. And so that was brilliant too. It was brilliant. It was one of my favorite moments and having, they had just done it with Toby as well, because there's a moment where Toby answers the door and we know it's going to be CJ because it's a CJ-centric episode, but the Secret Serviceman steps aside at CJ and Toby's reacting to that and they have the moment of staring at each other. And to be able to do that back and forth from Toby to CJ and then Danny to CJ and have it not feel redundant and have both of those moments feel so intense and deep and like they're saying so much without saying anything but in totally different ways. And I just thought that was so mm-hmm. well done to have those back-to-back it's so funny because in, in acting class, and I don't know, it, I'm sure it depends on what acting class you take and what you're learning, but we do a lot of, um, this was in college like 10 years ago, we did a lot of um, setups where you practice coming to the door, right? So you practice coming to the door, but with like a different scenario of what just happened and like where you're showing up to. So there's a lot of like showing up to the door practices. And so this is exactly that moment okay it's like well how would you show up to the door if the last time you saw someone you were having them arrested and they're one of your closest friends you know so it was just like a oh reminded me of acting class yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um so we've got Danny and CJ they don't know what they're doing well they know (laughs) what they're doing but they don't know what the relationship is right and well to be fair I think Danny knows what I mean Danny knows what he wants it to be it's it's yeah. really an, a matter of CJ catching up and CJ figuring out if she wants that same thing, um, which I think is I just, 
is, uh, I don't know. I just feel like it's weird, though. I think she's just overwhelmed and in denial about mm-hmm. the changes that are coming because she's so hesitant to take all these work meetings as well about her future. Right. And and I think she's just burnt out. Like I she's do just too. really freaking tired and doesn't have the capacity to deal with the reality of how much is changing all at once, which right. is something I understand right now. <laughs> yeah. Um but it is surprising to me because not to jump around too much, but later on when they're having this argument about uh, whether or not she should uh, continue in the White House under the Santos administration and how Danny was like, you didn't, were you going to talk to me about this? Ugh. Were you going to factor me in? Like yes. the fact that she couldn't even say yes, like right. it's, that kind of blew my mind. Like if I were him, I would be super pissed. I think he's a hundred percent justified. Oh yeah. You know, because oh, yeah. how could she not even think to factor him in like right. that? That's insane. I, right. And she like, didn't say anything. No. And the question was just like, did did you even consider having a conversation with me about it? The question was not like, yeah. did you consider me in your decision or did you whatever? Did you even think about talking to me about it? And she said no. Yeah. <laughs> and his. Right. When he, he says something like, I don't remember what he asks her exactly that she like doesn't respond to. Or, or no, he says something about, like, do you see me in the picture at all? And she's yeah. just silent. Yeah, you see me in the picture, and, do you? Yeah. Uh, right? And his, okay, so her silence and her watching him, that was so well acted. But his reaction to to her silence, like, there's just this tiny moment where his eyes widen just, like, ever so slightly. And he, and you can see him realize when he, right before he says, oh. like, Thanks, that's useful information or whatever. And yeah. it's just oh like if, if you've ever been in that situation where you have the moment where you realize that like a relationship is over or a relationship isn't what you think, his mm. oh, his like moment of realization is just heartbreaking. And it is it so It is a sucker well punch to the gut. Yes. I just I can't believe she couldn't even say like oh. Yes, I see you there, but I don't know where you are. Right. Or like something where it's right. like, I still don't know, but yes, I see right. you. But she couldn't even do that. So that's on her. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's uh, it, their conversation too is so great. Like him calling her out about like not being busy and not being the busiest girl mm-hmm. in the world anymore. And I think that's a big part of, of her hesitancy and her... her um, she doesn't know who she is yeah, in, her this, in this rhythm. Right, because she's mm-hmm. been defined so long by her job. So, like, not only, I mean, I feel like that kind of change is huge for anyone. But when that, when it's something so intense that you live and breathe, and and everything you do revolves around that kind of job, you know, she has the line of, "You don't think I know? I'm living the first part, the first line in my obituary right now." Yeah. and I think that's Sheesh. exactly it. It's like, how do you move on from that? So, oh, a little know. bit of an identity crisis. Yeah, you know. Shoot, I have an identity crisis just like if I wear a different color <laughs> lipstick. So I don't know. <laughs> Who am I? Am I yeah. still Sal? Or am That's I Sally? I, I, I don't only know. own one color of lipstick. That was just the only thing I could think Are about. Are you that serious? Would, yeah, I'm really serious. Um, I don't think I've ever seen you wear like a red, red lip before. Uh-uh. No. No, I wouldn't know who I was. Wow. I would have an identity crisis. Oh, you should try it. I was, oh, just, I was just trying to think of something shallow to like explain how how much of a big deal. Like I would definitely lose it if I was, you know, chief of staff. But we all know that would never. Happen. Yeah, we understand. We understand. We're not just shallow. We're not. We don't have to explain it. But I appreciate it. Um, 
Okay, so then we have the meetings uh, about her future, and Frank Hollis, who yeah. is supposed to be some sort of, like, Bill Gates type, yeah. shows up, and he makes her an offer that she can't refuse. Yeah. Um, and how amazing would that be to oh for, my gosh. This, for someone to hand you $10 billion it's the dream. to fix a world problem? That right. is my dream. Yeah, $10 billion to fix a world problem. Okay, like, the $10 billion thing is one thing, but then on the flip side of it, you get to do a good thing. It's not like here's $10 billion to, like, I don't know, kick puppies or something. Like, here's $10 billion to, like, also do something that's great. So, yeah, and and anything of your choosing, too. Like, pick your problem. What? That's, how do you, it, it is a little baffling to me that she, like, I get the whole, like, if the president-elect actually just asks you to serve, you would feel an obligation, but, like, not that much. Not not to pay <laughs> $10 million to fix any problem I want. Yeah, I think even Matt Santos would be like, oh, well, that, that makes sense. <laughs> right, like, yeah, go do, do that. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she should have just told him. Um, yeah. I also thought it was really... I thought it was really interesting that she, like, had a response right away. I think I kind of didn't believe it in that moment, but sure. Like, yeah, she's been thinking about the fact that, you know, Africa doesn't have highways. Yeah. Which was funny because then I immediately thought of the ro- the wolves only highway. I did too. Snuffy <laughs> or whatever. Isn't it Fluffy? What was his name? Um, Plu- Pluey. Oh, Pluey? Pluey. Pluey. <laughs> Maybe that's what stuck with her, and that's why highways have always had a really strong meaning to her ever since. Yeah, probably so. It just stuck with her. That's why. It's like I couldn't give Pluey the highway he deserved, so. So I'm going to help a whole continent, (laughs) and maybe Pluey will find himself there. Um, Okay, anyway. died. Oh, that's right. Jeez, Sally. Way to, <laughs> way to bring me down when I'm already wading in Put the murky emotional you waters. <laughs> you know, Danny and CJ are trying to figure things out, and then Toby shows up. I mean, oh, okay. Well, before before Toby shows up, Andy shows up, right? Oh, uh, yeah. And she is inquiring. I love how much moxie she has yeah, to I come in and just ask for... A presidential pardon for Toby, and we're not sure it's going to happen because his name yeah. is not on the list, right. and CJ has complicated feelings about it. Right, but yeah. but anyway, yeah. we get. <laughs> I mean, we get to see Toby in this episode, so that's yes. all I care about. There are there are a lot of complicated feelings, and I think one of the things I wrote down about this feeling like an old West Wing episode, and I think you kind of touched on this earlier, was to have have something that was like such a a real dilemma that was something you know that you that you see both sides of and you kind of struggle with and I think they used to do that a lot in the earlier episodes of setting Mm -hmm. up a storyline where it was like oh where it was like a real a real ethical issue kind of Mm -hmm. thing and like you could see I don't know and the stakes are high because it's Toby and like we care about that. It's and very they gray. Do, they do a great, yeah, it's very gray. And they do a great job of explaining both sides of it. Like you have Andy in there fighting for him and you have um, Kate in there fighting the opposite. I mean, like, you know, he put this at risk. He did this and that and et cetera, et cetera. And you have CJ who's somewhere in the middle trying to figure out what to do. Um, and I think mm-hmm. that's one of the things that the West Wing does so well. And 
is is tackling those gray areas and I it's it's you never we never would have thought they'd be doing it around one of our own main characters but it it, it makes it I don't know it makes it emotionally more of a gut punch to be like yeah I want Toby pardoned but does he deserve you know it's a whole thing mm-hmm. yeah we have to think about the greater implications of it so but then okay so CJ and Danny have this um eventful walk to the hot dog stand and yeah. have this argument. I love it so much. He's so good to her. He like is. he's he's like the perfect yeah. ready to be your boyfriend, <laughs> yes. husband, lover for life. Like he's yes. just the best and she doesn't deserve him, no. honestly. I mean I <laughs> no, love her, she but she's he's so fictional. <laughs> she doesn't yeah, she doesn't deserve him right this minute. I mean she still does. She's just having a hard time. But yeah, he but he's being, wonderful. like, uber patient with her. I mean, no, tell me a single dude who would be that patient yeah. who's as cool as he is. Right. Like, he's not patient in, like, a pathetic, like, oh, well, you're the best thing ever, and I have, you're, I'm just going to cling to you. Like, right. he's still, he's still confident he's still like, in him, his own self and, like. Yeah, and he challenges her. Yeah. To be better. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> What can I say about Danny Kincannon? Just hits it out of the park in this one. So anyway, they have this walk to the hot dog stand, and yeah. she's upset because she thinks she's more busy than she is, and then then she thinks he's involving himself in her life too much because she's scared mm-hmm. and whatever. So then she goes to see Toby, and yeah. there is so much that I love about this whole scene. Yeah. I mean, Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm so so glad that we got this scene between the two of them. I mean, a because they're two of the most endearing character. I mean, for me at least. I mean, the CJ and Toby relationship is just we've and we've talked about it many times on this podcast. So it's great to see them together. But then B because it's Richard Schiff and Allison Janney. So I'm so glad we had this mm-hmm. moment of. It wasn't a, just a superficial thing. Like, it was this deep moment that we needed between them, that we needed this sort of, not even resolution, but just, just a check-in to see where they are and to see that they'll be okay and all this stuff. Like, have that moment between them. Um, it was so good. There's so much good stuff in it. The wine. She There's brings a the lot wine. Of, <laughs> yeah. There's just a like, lot of interesting, interesting topics, in, uh, interesting topics of conversation, but also just little lines That'll make your ears perk up a little bit. For example, um, when they're talking about, you know, the fact that CJ has so much testosterone in her life. Yeah. And then Toby says, well, maybe you didn't need to date. You had Josh and Sam and me Mm -hmm. and like a thousand or a hundred reporters flirting with you and a lot of positive male attention, which is such an interesting idea that he would even say that and like loop all of them into like what their male attention gave to her. I just thought that was really interesting. And uh, I really wanted to just play the audio of his whole like line of questioning to CJ, but there's really the whole second half of the episode. I want to just drop in here (laughs) because it's so good where he's talking about how she's a woman with so many options and she's acting like she's being backed into a corner. Right. um, And she's bouncing around from, you know, Danny to Santos to me. When he said to me, I was like, "Come on now, there is more. There is more there." Yes, I'm. I'm. No, abso- I'm not saying he thinks they're going to be together. There. Because but, yeah, because I mean that's like a basic SAT 
SAT, you know, Bartlett is to Santos as Danny is to me kind of thing. Like, that's, it was very, the romantic something was implied with Danny, and now you're here to see me. And, yeah, there was definitely something more there. Oh, man. I just love that they acknowledged that. It was amazing. And then also the fact that she, like, he got emotional. He starts, like, tearing up and then basically kicks her out, which I know he has to do just so we can, like, have a 42-minute episode. (laughs) She can't just stay there. Right. But also I secretly think he could justify by saying if she stays longer, he'll ruin her thing with Danny, or at least he will just fall more in love with her, which will be bad for him. Right. So, I mean, that it's such an easy thing to play, like, get out of here. Like, why would you ever kick out your friend that you haven't seen in so long and who's yeah. come here to kind of... Not reconcile, but partially reconcile. Right. And, oh, I just love that they touched on all those little nuanced things that we've never really. Yeah. Well, and it's also him. I think it's also him, like, kicking her in the right direction. Like, sort of a. Sure. Go to Danny. You know, that, like, that is where you should be. And, and what, and, you know, the kicking her out is kicking her. Not kick, I keep saying kicking her, but. Sending her to Danny, so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. So it was, I don't know. It, yeah, it's I mean, such a nuanced, I feel like I've used that word a million times this episode because it all is. But, like, it's another example of how much they're saying, like, between the lines. You oh, know? the subtext. Yeah. yeah. the subtext is so rich. And I I love any scene that really leans into the subtext. Yeah. Um, yeah, and how he calls her out on the fact that she said that um, – that she she referred to Danny as a guy that she's been seeing for a month. Yeah. Which is crazy to me that she would even say that. And then he right. reflects it back to her. He's like, you realize you guys have been close for eight years, right? Except right. for that season or two where he went somewhere. Um, I felt like that was also a good little nod. Not nod to the fans, but just a reminder to people watching. Because there could, there could be the chance that you could be watching this and be like, what? She's just going to like they're just going to run off and get married. They've barely even dated. And so that line of Toby's is kind of a a reminder to people watching too. If anyone wasn't on board, like, Hey, this isn't on a whim. We're not just throwing them together. This is, we've been laying this groundwork since, you know, the beginning of the show. Um, Since she kissed the Santa Claus without knowing for sure that it was him. Yeah. (laughs) So creepy when I see Santa's out right now. I'm like, Danny, see, um, (laughs) Oh, yeah, just the whole scene. I can't, there's not much more I can say about it. I just love everything about Toby and CJ being in the same room. And wait, there is more to say about it. The best part that Toby found a typo in the Constitution. Yes, the constitutional (laughs) smudge. It was so so delightful. It's so delightful. And it's so delightful because it's so Toby. It's like, first, he's like, I read all the books, I made the chicken, like, you know, this is what I've been doing found a typo and then later the call back to it when she's talking to Danny CJ's like there's a typo in the constitution and and he's like somebody should do that she and she's like Toby's Toby's gonna handle it (laughs) yeah exactly and the fact that they would bring that up again is just another way that the episode was comedic yes and dramatic at the same time and so that that is what the show did well and so I love when they wrote it as both a comedy and a drama, a dramedy. It is a true dramedy in every sense of the word. Yeah. So 
let's, t- I mean, I guess we should touch on the other things before we do more CJ and Danny to, to <laughs> yeah. close it out and Santos. Because we do have, like, uh, we have a lot of great Margaret moments yeah. in this episode, which yeah. we're always there for. And she doesn't want CJ to go into her office because they're organizing. I don't know what they were doing. They were actually packing. I can't remember what the term yeah. was that she said. But it was funny because that's when I was leaving college. I was in such denial about leaving that I used to just call it organizing instead of packing. So I totally <laughs> resonated with that. Um, there's a lot of great Margaret. She said, like, about Frank Hollis. He's not good at talking to people, but he's used to talking to machines. So you can't <laughs> yeah. hold that against him. That was great. It was great. Um, what else? Oh, Will and... Will and Let's Kate. talk about Will and Kate for a moment. Yeah. Yeah. There's some cute, it's, cute stuff there. Yeah, it's cute. Both- it's a little, it's a little odd. Um, not odd, but so Will's trying to figure out what he's doing afterwards after they leave the White House, and he thinks he's going to go work um, for the what you for call the it? The Triple C. Yeah, the D Triple C. And then when he's there meeting, I mean, eventually he he figures out that there's this race that's like unwinnable according to everyone. And he and Kate talk, and they think she thinks he should run for it. And it was just an odd conversation because it was like a, it was just like a. There's, I don't know. She's she's like decided. She's like, okay, I think you're moving to Oregon. And yeah. he's like, but you did can you not move like it? Oregon. I just thought it was odd because of their relationship, and it's like. It's just an odd and maybe realistic moment where it's like, this is what's happening regardless of mm-hmm. what's going on with us. Like, I think you're moving to Oregon. I'm not going to move to Oregon. Here we are. Like, this is where we're yeah. at. It's just an odd moment. Um, I, yeah, I can. I, I would agree with that. But I also really liked it because it felt like, I suppose, if you both were working in the White House... You're both people that prioritize your career. Right. So even though you have something good that's going on, when it finally becomes clear, like, what you should do professionally, and you're both really making that the priority. Yeah. You know, I'm glad that they didn't make it overly sentimental either, because it wasn't like, oh, I'll always miss you, or I guess we can see if we'll talk on the phone. It was just like, well, this is as much as we know right now. So. We're, we're going to go with that because yeah. it's clear that that is what's best. And I kind of liked it, but it was odd because that's not what n- most normal people would do. <laughs> right, right. But it does, yeah, but. it does fit with, with who they are. Um, and we, we already know, based on the first episode, that he's going to win the race. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's a cool way for, that's a cool place for him to end up. It is, I think so, too. Yet. Yeah, I think so, yeah. too. And I think it's. It's an interesting parallel to the CJ and Danny thing where CJ and Danny are sort of not, I mean, clearly there's conflict in this, but like their decision is to figure it out and, and be together. And granted, we, you know, Kate and Wills might be too, but. Yeah, they haven't had eight years of. Right, of right, right, right. So it's, forth. it's the, mm-hmm. the, you know, kind of the opposite uh, situation where it's like, nope, we are, we are not going to make decisions based on each other, so. Reminds me of Gilmore Girls, too, where Paris oh. is trying to decide whether or not to factor in Doyle or whatever. Yeah. It's so hard to make those decisions. I love yep. that we see these types of dilemmas. You know, it's it's a true, like, coming-of-age dilemma that hits – it's, like, the core of who you are. So trying to make those decisions is so hard. And so watching that 
with other with other characters that you identify with and care about right is so interesting to watch because you're like well better them than me because I don't know how to <laughs> I don't know how to square this circle or circle this square or whatever yeah you say. yeah um Okay, so then we get to the final scene with CJ and Danny, and yeah. I'm just on the floor because, gah, you say words now, because words fail me, Sally. <laughs> There's, how good is this scene? It's, it's so good. They're, di- they're, they're acting, they're... They act real good in this act, scene. The acting is so good. <laughs> This is A plus acting. The dialogue. Like, yeah, like the talking was over each other. On, Ugh, it was just perfect. Yes. It was yeah, perfect. It was I perfect. love I love the I mean I want to drop an audio from it, but it'd be like a whole episode. Um where CJ starts going off and saying, like, I'm not good at this. Like right. I'm good at working. Right. And I am like I am CJ Craig to a T, where I feel like I've missed out on all this stuff. I never, I overdeveloped in this area, and then in this other area, like I might have missed the boat, you know. And yeah. so, I, I just thought it was so refreshing to see someone like that who is just being honest, like as a human. Like I am, I am very good at this. I am not good at that, and I'm scared. Yeah. And then Danny is just being. Danny and perfect and he's like you're 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 right you're gonna need a tremendous amount of training (laughs) yeah which might be the only time a man could could have said training yeah in an argument about his his partner which to be uh, fair he immediately is like he immediately is like let's not I don't want to call it training And how he said, like, I'm not that scary. He's like a teddy bear. Oh, my gosh. And the fact that he just wants to talk. He just wants to talk because he wants yeah. to hear the sound of her voice. He is oh. so fictional. <laughs> so. Oh. It's not, oh. It's not, it's not that. We, it's, you're, we're, you're, too, you're too jaded. We got to work on that. I'm too jaded? Yeah. You're telling me there's a man out there like Danny King Cannon? What? I think there ever. might be. Yeah. Don't. If you're out there, guys, don't you know my email. Hope. Just <laughs> just don't stalk me. I'll block you. Um, <laughs> I mean, really, though, he's perfect he's, to her. He's really and wonderful. She's, I love her vulnerability in this moment, and that's yeah. all I have to say about it. Yeah. I did want to talk a little bit about the Santos thing, and there's the tax. There's oh, the yeah. whole budget rewrite, and, the you know, they oh, want right. to do a 50-cent tax, and, and all of that is really great. Um, the one thing though, and and I sort of, well, I started to talk about this earlier, but the lack of Josh, I thought it was interesting. What a great time that would have been to have Josh there sort of pulling her in the other direction. Josh, who is actually like, she doesn't have a connection with Santos and he's, you know, he's the president elect and I get the power of having him ask, but like on the flip side of it, like, Hey, here's my longtime friend, Josh genuinely Mm -hmm. like appealing to me to, to come help them out and come do this. And, like, I feel like it would have added something to that offer. You to, think so? I To make like it, it more comparable to $10 million. I don't know. I think I think it would have been opposite because he's just her – he's not just her friend, Josh, but I feel like Santos carries around the weight, the heft of – the president presidency with him yeah. and the way that they conducted the meeting where it was so quick and he was so decisive and persuasive at the end. Like, okay, I'm going to boil it down to this. Call me back with a yes. I'm asking you to serve. Like, I don't think Josh could have pulled that, 
because yeah, I guess he's that's still true. also this knucklehead Josh who she already knows. But like Santos, yeah. and she's already like she was really floored by the fact that he chose um, Vinick for Secretary of State, and so like he's doing some exciting and surprising things. So I think there there is some of it built into the offer that she would be excited about if she weren't so exhausted and wanting to learn <laughs> yeah. to ski and learn how to make a chicken yeah. and have babies with Danny. Yeah. Oh, it was all well, good. Was, is there anything else? I mean, I feel like I could just keep waxing poetic about how much I love CJ, but I won't. I mean, I think we all understand that. Yeah. I uh, this 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 is probably the hardest decision of an MVP than I from any episode. I would say. Um, I picked Danny. You picked Danny. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I picked Danny. That's fair. A strong case could be made for CJ, though. Yeah, but and I, I picked CJ a ton. And I think, I just think Danny's like, like steadfastness and unwaveringness yeah. is just so, he's just like, he's there to champion CJ. And I like that. I like that he's, I don't know. I just love Danny. Yeah, well, I do too. I, I wholeheartedly support that. I'm going to pick Toby. Because we all know I love him, and I thought that every moment was brilliant. And and I mean, CJ is the MVP way. of our lives, so every we yeah, all know her. I mean, yeah, she's. I just, still have a, I still have a whole box of <laughs> CJ Craig is the original Beyonce shirts at my house. <laughs> I need. I have a whole box of them. I need to get rid of them. If yeah, you want one, okay. you should email us. Yeah, <laughs> at the West Wing Podcast at Gmail We'll figure it out. Um. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, that's our, I think that's our recap of institutional memory. And if you have thoughts or feelings, you know how to find us. We're on Mm -hmm. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Winging a Pod. You can send us a message or you can email us at thewestwingpodcast at gmail.com. And the next episode is our last episode. (gasps) You guys have sent some really sweet messages to us. Some of you have commented on my site where the things are posted you're just making um, us more emotional you're it's making us very emotional if you haven't written to us yet just know that we read them and it really makes our day because this it has does. been such a long journey for us and a labor of love completely and we love that any of you are even listening and enjoying it and if it makes your day better then that is Uh, a win for us so um, anyway we will be back for our final episode (laughs) and we hope you have a wonderful wonderful Mm. day until then (laughs) and we'll talk to you guys soon bye guys bye